0: Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design, a podcast that teaches you how to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm a professional interior designer, realtor, and advanced feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me an energy design expert, helping you find, create, and design the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Hell yeah. Let's do this. everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Amanda Gates. And today I'm going to be talking about the power of feng shui. Mainly, I'm going to be focusing on an office because that's what inspired the show. Um, But you know, just unleashing the power of feng shui to attract more wealth. And I don't mean just money, finances. I mean, sure, that's a great bonus, right? but wealth in all things, abundance in all areas of our life, and how if we're not paying attention to the energy, it can really F things up if you know what I mean. So that's what we're gonna be talking about today. How the wrong feng shui can really affect productivity, quality of clients that you attract, money that you attract, you know, trauma, drama, all the shit that goes on in your life, we're just going to go there. And I think, you know, I'm trying to keep this on track with this itinerary, so to speak. (laughs) I have a feeling this is going to turn into a ramble gamble, but hey, we're just going to let it flow, right? Stream of consciousness over here. Uh, But this is an extremely important topic because, you know, many people are working remotely now and many offices are, are downsizing and it's just, really the way that we're doing business is changing and so like I said what inspired this show was I was hired by a gal to come and look at their new office they moved from an old space into a new space and I went and looked at it yesterday and holy cow like every time I turned my head I was like oh my god oh my god oh my god (laughs) And, you know, bottom line is, if you don't get the energy right, it's going to be detrimental to the output of, you know, what you're able to give and ironically, what you're able to return, right? So it's a yin yang of energy. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. But I'm taking a little bit of a a side road, I guess we'll say here, a little bit of a, a side note. Um... I'm sure many of you have noticed that I haven't been posting as many podcasts, you know, for a long time, I've been doing them every Friday, and um, I'm waffling again on really how to move forward with the show. Once again, I I know that I talk about this a lot. How many times have I talked about this? Lord have mercy. So many times, right? Well, because I've done this show for so many years... I feel like I've talked with every kind of author, every kind of mystic guru, healer, you know, and the like. And while many of you may be new to the show, it's very easy to just, you know, go back to those previous shows and listen. Holy cow, the content is as fresh today as it was 10 years ago. I've gone back and I've listened to many of the shows and I'm like, oh my God, this is so relevant, you know, now as it was then. And maybe even more so now. So I'm trying to figure out, number one, how to continue fitting into, um, or fitting this into my schedule, so to speak, because I am, I'm extremely busy. My gosh, I'm going in 20 different directions, but I'm doing things that I absolutely love doing. And so, you know, because I've been doing the podcast for so many years now, it doesn't feel as fresh to me. It doesn't feel as exciting to me as it once did. It feels like something that I just should be doing because I've always been doing it. So I talked about this. I did a great uh, blog post a couple weeks back about, you know, uh, curiosity and, and really entering into a place of more joy, more curiosity, and most importantly, more creativity and stepping away from the things that we've been doing because they're, I don't know, comfortable, familiar. We feel like we should be doing them. And you know, number two, I'm trying to figure out how to make this show more relevant for a post-pandemic world. You know, the old shit doesn't work anymore. So it's not really what I want to do. It doesn't feel right to me. It's not exciting to me. And this is one of the things that I talked about in the article. I'll put this up in the show notes in case you didn't see it, but I just talked about how I've been really unmotivated and I have felt very lazy for having a lack of motivation. And while in meditation, it was revealed to me that it's not laziness or lack of motivation, it's boredom. Been there, done that, have the t-shirt. So it's about, you know, um, creating a new path and doing new things. And, you know, new things are scary and exciting at the same time. So I'm trying to figure out how to like, mesh all that into the show and and making it something that is valuable again because I don't feel like yeah sure you're learning things but um, I want to make it something that is exciting to do and is relevant to the current times so you know I waffle about this all the time about you know how to proceed how to do this Uh, the show came out um, I started recording in 2010 but the show officially launched in 2011 and so I've been doing this a long freaking time So I met with some girlfriends uh, last weekend and, you know, they were all agreeing that, oh my gosh, Amanda, more now than ever, you know, for those that are finally waking up and those are coming around and the collective consciousness is expanding, uh, those who have been, you know, either are waking up or those who have been on the spiritual path need guidance and most importantly, they need community. But they need a trusted tribe for spiritual matter in their lives to help them with their uh, opening, to hope and with uh, open, you know, uh, get them on the the path to this new open consciousness. And for years and years, I've worked with spiritual teachers, and it's one of the reasons I'm always so calm and rooted. I've had so much training, and I have learned so many ancient teachings through all the spiritual teachers that I've worked with. I mean, I've been on this path for 25 years now, so really none of the things that are currently going on in the world are affecting me personally you know i remember and i've spoken about this on the podcast back in 2009 uh, one of the spiritual teachers that i woke with who or worked with was a, a really world renowned astrologer and he told me that after the 08 crash we were never going back to the way that it was that each year we would accelerate things would continue to go faster and faster and that Uh, basically the new normal uh, would be what we were uh, embarking on that every year would be different every year would be faster and it would continue to accelerate and continue to get worse and worse because that's what it was going to take to culminate to the great awakening so I've been kind of preparing for this I didn't know exactly what that meant or what that looked like but I do remember him saying that the astrology of 2020 was quite ominous and to prepare I didn't know what the hell I was preparing for but I knew shit was going down so (laughs) you know I've been doing the work I've been cultivating my chi getting outside I've been meditating I've been so-called preparing in my own spiritual way and it's not to say that I'm indifferent about what's going it's saying that you know I'm more spiritually aware Um, my spirituality runs very deep into my bones and You know, it's because of that, that it's pretty easy for me to disconnect from the illusion of it all and really tap into a higher power, a higher awareness. So I really don't get caught up in all this nonsense that's going on and the drama and trauma and the false flags and, you know, the controlling narrative and the gaslighting. Oh my God, there's so much gaslighting going on right now. But I know the truth and that truth is what is within me. And that's the lighthouse that I follow. Am I enlightened? Hell no, I'm not enlightened. I'm trying to be. (laughs) I'm trying to get there. Maybe, you know, when I'm 90, I'll be there. But to me, it's, you know, it's Professor Linus used to always talk about how it's a a mini lifetimes journey. And it truly is, right? It's it's a mini lifetime journey journey to find your soul and to really understand where you come from and and the duality we have to have it to understand you know the light from the dark and and the good from the bad and and to you know understand what that even means so I understand what my girlfriends are saying they're saying that you know because I have Uh, been on this journey for so long and I've worked with so many amazing spiritual teachers over the years that you know this isn't something where I took a little weekend course and hung my shingle out and was like hey I'm a spiritual guru (laughs) so I understand what they're saying but I'm still trying to flesh out what that looks like so I think most importantly um you know when I saw the office yesterday I was like oh good god you know in a lot of ways this is what my girlfriends were talking about there's just we have such a we've come a long way from where we were 25 years ago but we still have a a ways to go so to speak because there's still so many people that are just oblivious to how much energy matters and that yes it does indeed exist no matter how much you try to ignore it or pretend that it's not there so How do you find your own lighthouse? How do you find your inner truth? You know, how, Amanda, do you do this? How do you get to a place without feeling like you're being manipulated or triggered? You know, that's the big word that I keep hearing from people is that, oh, gosh, everything is triggering me. And I get it. It's really easy to fall trap to all of it because the media, oh, my God, social media, they're both on overdrive and the current energy collectively it's a lot it is a lot to bear so if you don't have the spiritual tools right if you're not doing the work you're going to be overwhelmed your nervous system is going to be shot we've got a lot going on in our world i realize that there are uh centuries past where they've gone through big pandemics and they've seen plagues and things like that but they didn't have technology the way that we do so we're being inundated from every corner of everything and so if you don't have the spiritual tools everything that you do in your life at home at your office even your car everything matters so we've never experienced energy that is this intense There's a lot going on. So it's really easy to fall back to habits and old patterns. It's very easy to fall back to, gosh, remember 2018? Remember 2019 when things were quote unquote normal? (laughs) It feels comfortable. It feels easier. Why? Because it's familiar. So what exactly do you do? Follow your own light. Follow your own truth. But when I say that, a lot of you go, oh, that's great, Amanda. I don't know what the hell that even means. I get it. You struggle with that very sentence. And I get it because I remember 25 years ago when I worked with my first spiritual teacher, I remember we were sitting and doing breath work and they were telling me to uh, tap into my ulabanda and tap into my inner light and send breath to my solar plexus. And I was like, what the F are they talking about? I mean, my hula hula and my whatty whatty. <laughs> so I understand that that can be very confusing especially if you're all new to this hell it might be confusing if you're not new to this but you're just so overwhelmed and your nervous system is shot and you're just like Amanda I just need one simple thing like just give me a cookie and call it a day I get it because just saying that you know you've got to find your own inner truth that alone can seem extremely overwhelming why two reasons number one 3d life gets in the way it's narrated by very powerful things like our ego and your ego is telling you you should be doing this and that staying in the hustle and bustle and playing the 3d game we've all come to know right that's how we keep up and that's what's familiar that's what's going to keep us alive that's what the ego is there to do it's to help us survive and number two probably the most important of all is that we're hardwired with these things called emotions. And the ego is really good at playing with our emotions, toying with us, because the ego runs the show through one emotion, fear. And right now, fear is running the show. Oh Lord, it's exhausting. Are you exhausted? And here's where our world is far more different. If you are overwhelmed, if you are feeling really exhausted, you have to take a step back and honor how you feel and you have to honor your emotions. I'm doing this very thing, holy man, I- I'll tell you what I was just talking when I was out with my girlfriends the other night I was t- telling them like how much I'm sleeping lately. I feel like a damn teenager. I'm sleeping like nine, 10 hours a night. And, you know, if I feel like it, I'm even taking a nap in the middle of the day just because it's so much. I feel like a HEPA filter right now. There's just so much going on in the energy, it's just so chaotic. And, you know, the 3D world doesn't allow or indulge in such luxuries. Who the hell are you to think that, you know, you can sleep that long and and take a nap? Like, we're supposed to run on six hours or five hours and, like, you know, have this amazing output, right? no so you need to really honor your emotions and figure out what's triggering you figure out where the overwhelm is coming from and figure out a way that's going to cultivate your chi in your home in your workspace you know you personally that's going to work for you so back to what the hell we're doing today right (laughs) i'm all over the place I'm sure you're saying, great, Amanda, why does this matter? How the hell does this relate to the office that you saw yesterday? And, you know, oh, and let's not forget, I'm also still trying to flesh out what the hell I'm going to do with this show. So yeah, it is turning into a ramble gamble, right? I'm kind of all over the place. But, you know, I need to make sure that this show is beneficial, not only to me, but to the masses. So we got a lot to accomplish today, right? (laughs) We're going to be all over the place. But The most important thing is that energy matters and we need to be paying attention to it now more than ever. We need to be honoring the energy and how we feel. We need to be honoring the energy and how it shows up in our bodies, um, in our energy levels and the old world, the old way of doing things of push, 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 strive, 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 do, do, do. um, It doesn't work anymore. So we're going to dial this back, so to speak, and we're going to bring all of this back to basics because this is the number one thing on our list right now for getting our world kind of back on track if you're still trying to live your life the way that it was in you know 2018 2019 you're essentially running uphill with a parachute on your back and boulders are being thrown at you 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 may be saying like what amanda what does that mean that means that world doesn't exist anymore cut the cord stop looking back, move on. You know, we're embarking on a new paradigm. You know, that, that, that way that we were doing things no longer exists. Now you may still be doing those things. You may still be trying to do 25 things. You may be running all over the place. You may be, you know, it may feel like it is sort of kind of back to the way that it was, but it's not that, that energy It's gone. We are ascending as a collective. It's you know we basically have to go through these traumatic events right now, like a pandemic, and and what we're about to go through in 2022. We have to go through events like this because it's that um, shakeup that creates the wake up. And there are a lot of us that are already woke. That we you know we're we've woken up. We've had the consciousness. We know where we're going. But there's still a lot of people out there that are not. They are still, you know, like this office that I saw yesterday. Oh, good Lord. We're going to get into this in a minute, but it's very much the old paradigm, the way old things were done. Um, Very hierarchical. And this is not where we are headed. And so when you're trying to force energy uh, from an old paradigm into a new paradigm, it's like putting a square peg in a round hole. So number one, we need to be simplifying everything. Simplify, simplify, simplify. Cut all ties to things that no longer feel good. Cut ties to all things that are otherwise known as expectations and obligation. If you hesitate for a second to do something, if you're asked to do something and you hesitate because it doesn't feel good, get rid of it, don't do it. The new paradigm is about joy, it's about pleasure, and big, big, big one, it's about freedom. And a lot of you hear that word, and for us older folks, (laughs) myself included, (laughs) that is a very hard word to grasp because we've never really experienced it we've never really had that choice before. It's never been an option for us. But guess what? We're moving into that. We're going to start and that's really part of what the pandemic gave us, right? A lot of people are now able to work from home. That's freedom. Now, we still have some things that we need to clean up about that. I've I've been hearing from some friends that are now able to work from home, but they're still having to deal with the bullshit. We're going to be getting rid of that too. But the older folks like myself, it's really, really hard to understand this. It's hard to even grasp because we have been conditioned to believe that we must work really hard to get what we really want. And we have to put up with a lot of crap and a lot of bullshit to get it. Just the way that it is, right? Nope, not anymore. All that's going away. So in order to start that process, you need to simplify, you know, and I'm, I'm seeing people go a little bit backwards on this, especially since I'm in real estate. We were, we were really embarking on this, this beautiful, um, notion of downsizing and getting smaller homes and hell, we we're seeing these tiny homes and we're, we're kind of dipping back into the old ways where I'm seeing people where we've got couples with no kids and, and they don't even have parents at home and they're literally buying six seven eight thousand square foot homes for just the two of them that's going backwards that's not simplifying you know that's ego wanting the bigger house and you're you're telling yourself that you know you don't like your spouse enough to where you need enough space between you you don't need that much space between you Having a large home like that is a lot of things. One, it's not sustainable. It's taxing the hell out of our planet. Um, It requires a lot of resources, takes up, you know, electricity and water and heat and air and not to mention land, like it's it's a burden. So there's no reason why two people can't live in like 2,500 square feet. I mean, we did it for a long, long time. In fact, a family of four used to live in a home that was 1,800 square feet. So we can certainly do this. So we really need to simplify. And part of the old paradigm was that we needed the big house, we needed the fancy cars, we needed the fancy clothes. And what happens is is you have to work more to pay for all that and you're blowing through all of your resources, right? To make that lifestyle happen. And again, that's all ego. So moving forward, this is about simplification. How can you simplify? How can you downsize? How can you get rid of the things that you don't need um, to give yourself more freedom? that's where we're headed the key words here are simplify for freedom number two you need to slow down whatever you have been doing slow it down and what you think is slow go 10 times slower than that i have a rule i've talked about it on this show many many times every single day only gets three things that's it what are the three things that need to be done today and today only I don't care that you have 25 things to do. Pick three and if you get them all done by 10.30 in the morning, guess what? You get the rest of the day off. You heard that right, my friend. You know why? Because we're moving into a paradigm of joy, pleasure, and ding, 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 freedom. Trust me, the ego will butt in and tell you, no, no, no. Cindy, you have 22 more things to get done and you have plenty of time because it's only 10.30 in the morning. So let's do them now. Nope, shut it down. Freedom, my friends. It's about puttering. It's about pleasure and joy and having space in your calendar. Oh my Lord, we have been doing, 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 doing. And so we collapse at the end of the day our little nervous systems were not built for all this doing 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 and you got to imagine energetically speaking we're being inundated because we're ascending we've got all this social media then we've got all this fear and crap going on because of the pandemic plus you've got all the stress of everything else that's going on our little nervous systems are about to explode so pay attention slow down and simplify and finally It all comes down to the energy, right? That's the whole point of the show is I want everybody to take a step back and understand that at the core of everything is energy. So yes, we're finally getting back to the point of the office I mentioned earlier. Hell, told you this was turning into a ramble gamble. (laughs) But I'm buttoning it up here. Look at that. It just snuck up on us, but I'm buttoning it up, bringing it back. Let's talk about energy. So the very 3D world has shunned the alternative and holistic world for millennia. I mean, hell, witch trials right there, you know, where you've got the, the patriarchal system coming in and saying that, you know, you can't possibly be a healer because that's witchcraft. And I just found out yesterday that a friend of mine who owned a beautiful yoga studio here in Nashville, she was pushed out of her space last year because the landlord would not work with her on a rent because of the pandemic. And FYI, none of the yoga studios here in Nashville were considered essential. Walmart was considered essential, but not the yoga studios and her overhead was 15 grand a month. So of course, being unable to operate her studio for six months, she owed almost $100,000. And of course, because she's not operational, how on God's green earth, is she gonna be able to come up with $100,000? And she's one of four studios that I know about that were forced to close here in Nashville last year. And oddly enough, Two of those studios that were forced to close were replaced by Minute Clinics. Uh, right there, that right there is a big problem because that means we're promoting profitable healthcare, a healthcare system that's based on profit and not healing over yoga. Why are we not fighting for yoga? Because it's health and wellness, right? So Right there's a a great little glimpse of the old way that we're starting to flush out. We're not quite there yet. It's going to be a couple years. Might be a little messy. We're getting there. But a lot of people still don't believe in energy. And they don't believe that energy matters. And that it is basically all a bunch of hooey. I was recently told by a client. uh, She told me her sun sign. And I took it as an invitation to start talking about the signs and energy. And, and she said, oh, well, I don't believe in any of that hooey. <laughs> but she felt to take it upon herself to tell me about her sun And I was like, well, this is weird. But I was recently told by a client whose daughter hired me to review their office. She, you know, she is shifting out of the old ways of doing things and she's really wanting to usher in this new way and she's really embracing these alternative ways of doing things she sees an accelerated pace of things happening through energy healers and she's seeing that it's becoming widely accepted amongst her friends and she's seeing that and she's a millennial you know, she's 32, she's seeing that all of her friends are talking about energy healing, acupuncture, feng shui, yoga, basically, you know, these alternative therapies that have been around for millennia and have really only been pushed out in the last couple hundred years. But she wanted to bring me in to take a look at this office. And FYI, I've included a link to the picture of the office uh, that I'm about to talk about just so that you can um, see what the heck I'm talking about It, you know it's kind of hard to describe and sometimes visuals are better but I've put the link in the show notes for that um, and if you want to know what I have suggested to these fine folks as adjustments I've put this up in the Patreon page so that we can discuss it further there I've got a lot more notes and information in there um, and that Is also in the show notes. You can find that link there. But, anyways, Emily, she contacted me back in August and she had said, Hey, you know, uh, my family and I, uh, we own this financial firm. They do uh, life insurance and, and things like that. And she said, We're in the process of moving into our new office. And she said, You know, I wanted to know if you could take a look at it when it's complete. And so, you know, with the pandemic, there's all these shortages and things. And so she had contacted me back in August, but nothing was done. And so I ended up going yesterday to go and look at this office. Now, the problem is, is that Emily is 32 and she believes very much in things like feng shui. And her mom, who is the CEO of this office, very much does not believe in feng shui. So this is a little bit of an issue because this is a struggle for energy work. When you're working with subtle energies and you have someone that is basically bulldozing everything with doubt, Professor Lynn used to always say that doubt is the enemy, that you're only going to, you're basically losing 50% of your power because you've got doubt. So you could be getting, you know, these miraculous, amazing results, but if you're doubting it, you're basically slashing your chances in half. So that's a little bit of an issue. And that's One of the things that, you know, inspired me to want to do this show because we need to start putting energy first and foremost in all of the decisions that we make. We need to be looking at things like this so that we have an understanding of, one, the power that energy gives us, but two, the power that energy can uh, provide us if we get it right and how it can be detrimental if we ignore it because we think it's a bunch of hooey, right? So I went to see this office yesterday. I have never been there. And um, the first thing that I always look at is the address because that gives me kind of a snapshot of what kind of energy I'm walking into. Everything is energy, folks. Everything is a clue as to what types of things are gonna be showing up. So their address is 381. If we add up three plus eight plus one, we get 12. This is one of the most ominous numbers as it represents the victim. So someone who cannot get out of their own way unless they are willing to kneel to the teacher and really learn is going to be victimized. I know many people who are 12s and they have mastered the shit out of this number brilliantly because they're always learning, they're open to new things, and they give back. But if by default, you think everyone is out to get you and you constantly play the victim card, this energy can lead to a lot of issues. Not good when you're in a business address, not good. And this can attract clientele that makes you feel victimized. So before even going to this office, I already knew, uh uh-oh, we've got a problem so that was issue number one number two is that the space is completely empty in the middle now you'll have to refer to the floor plan uh you can look at the the photo that I'm uh that I have put up it's just a sketch real quick sketch that I I drew up but it's very awkward um It's not a large space. It's quite compact, but they've put a lot in there. But when you open the front door, you feel like you're, I don't know, just kind of falling into the space. And you're like, I don't know. Uh, You feel a little intimidated. I felt awkward because I felt exposed with no clear direction of what to do or where to go, I just kind of fell into the space. And if you can envision like, you know, I know a lot of people have had this dream where they have that dream where they're thrown in the middle of gym class and all of the bleachers are filled with your schoolmates and you have no clothes on. That's what this felt like. I just kind of felt like I felt into the, like fell into the middle of the space. There's no furniture, there's nothing there. It's like room for activities, I guess. And when I entered the office, I'm standing in the middle of what feels like a gym. And I looked to my left and I looked to my right and I looked in front of me and there's all this space, but all the offices that are lining the perimeter are a hundred percent glass. So I'm looking right into everyone's offices. And FYI, not one person looked up to say hello or greet me. They just kept on working, and. Along the inner part of the perimeter is where all the underwriters are for this firm. They're shoved up against the wall, but their backs were to me, and they also didn't look at me. Now, if you've been listening to this show, you know right there we've got another problem because we've got all the underwriters who are doing the majority of the the work. They're doing the the logistical part of the contracts. You know, you've got your salespeople that are selling the contracts, but the underwriters are the ones that make it happen. They're the ones that put everything together and you've got them shoved up against a wall out of command. So not good. We got more to go through though. So, you know, I'm looking around and finally, you know, when I walked in and I was kind of taken in my surroundings, I realized that to my left was an exposed kitchen it's not like a room. It's not like you walk into a space. It's just right there, right along the wall. Like you literally, one of the underwriters could like just, you know, wheel their chair over to the refrigerator. They could wheel over to the sink and wheel right back to their desk. Very uncomfortable. So exposed kitchen. And then there's a weird dining table, just kind of there, which I guess is where everybody like, makes a snack and then sits down but the dining table is right next to the front door um so let me get this straight people are supposed to heat up their food eat their snacks and literally be two feet from an underwriter like how are you supposed to have a conversation at this table how do you keep the chatter of a microwave and a running dishwasher and just other kitchen noises from popping up on a professional phone call to i don't know prudential Like, very awkward, very uncomfortable. Like, the problem here is that those energies don't mix. We'll get back to that in a minute. There's more. The most alarming thing is that the two power positions, which are the the back left corner and the back right corner, are designated for conference rooms. So that means that their clientele is going to rule the roost they they have put clientele which yes in some ways clientele is very important it's what keeps its lifeblood to a company right that's what keeps a company afloat but they've put them in the power positions and where this becomes an issue is that you've got an address that represents the energy of victims so now you've put your clientele in the power positions, which leads to being victimized. That means that you are not in control of your own clientele. They're going to be exposed and the underwriters are going to make mistakes because they cannot see what's going on behind their backs. So you have a whole slew of things like this, the cards are stacked against you. You've got clientele that's rolling the roost. You've got an energy of where you're going to be victimized, which even the underwriters can be victimized because they can't see. And they're completely exposed. Their backs are exposed. And because they're shoved up against the wall, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to be tired. They're going to have mood swings. And they can't see what's going on behind their back. But everybody in those offices in the perimeter are in glass. So it's going to agitate the underwriters because all those people are staring at them. Are you getting the bigger picture here? This is all energy. So this is subtle energy and it plays a big role in how we show up. It plays a big role in how we work. And oh my God, it plays a huge role in how we feel on a day-to-day basis. If you have all of these offices made of glass... Staring at you all day as you're trying to work, do you not think that that's going to be nerve-wracking? Especially when one of those offices is the CEO? That's nerve-wracking. And when the CEO of this company is sitting in an office that literally, the, the way her office is positioned, it peers over everyone. And she's located in the area that represents children. Oy vey this is just gonna be a shit show so it's like she's ruling the roost over her children but she can't control them because she's being victimized by her clients I mean the story just you know unfolds it just it's very easy to see the bigger picture when you have an understanding that energy is at play here and this my friends is feng shui So this is very much, the way that this office is set up is very much the old way of doing things. This is the old paradigm. This office has been set up in a hierarchical way where the boss has her thumb on everything and everyone and micromanaging everything like it's a dictatorship. She is preventing joy and freedom and autonomy and this is the way businesses have always been set up, right? It's that old adage of, well, it's the way it's always been. And this is a very old way of thinking. But we have her daughter, Emily, who realizes that mm, this doesn't feel right. I'm not sure what it is. I'm not exactly sure what's going on. But she feels it. She can feel that something is wrong and that's why she called me in. So this is where we're going to start bridging the gap between 3D and 5D. We're, we're kind of on this teeter-totter, so to speak, right now where we've got the old paradigm that's really holding on to the old ways and then we've got this new paradigm that's ushering in that joy and that freedom but we're still teetering. We're still going back and forth because the old is hanging on for dear life and the new is like, but no, it's so much better, right? So when we're talking about the chi of things, the business world as a collective needs to simplify. It needs to slow down and it needs to, which I don't think it's ever done. We may have done this in ancient times, but you know, as far as I know from the industrial revolution up until now, we have never, ever, ever honored the natural rhythms. So how about like when it's a full moon? There's typically more mistakes around a full moon. There's typically more issues with clients around a full moon and things tend to be more erratic. And staff is more than likely going to be more tired. In addition, business needs to provide more autonomy and freedom. People thrive when they are allowed to do things the way that works for them. Not being forced to do it in a way that they've been told to do it. And really not being given the choice of how to do it. And this is, this is where those triggers come in because this puts you in a place of fear. Well, I have to do it this way because if I don't do it this way, I'm gonna lose my job, but I don't really like doing it this way, and guess what? Now you're back to fear. All of that that I just mentioned is fear, and that's going to affect your nervous system. Your parasympathetic nervous system is gonna be in fight or flight. You're gonna be upset. Every time you pull into the parking lot of work or every time you sit down at your desk, you're going to immediately be triggered into that Chi, into that energy. So if you work in an office like this, you don't need to understand feng shui to reap the benefits of it. All you have to know is how you feel. So pay attention to that. What do you feel like when you get into the office? Like when you pull up in the morning And park in that parking place or if you sit down at that desk what do you feel like write it down how do you feel it when you're at your desk and you're starting to work write that down most importantly how do you feel at the end of the day are you drained are you wiped out are you so freaking excited to get home or do you love your job these right here are clues as to one how your chi is showing up and how the chi of this environment is affecting you because if it is things that are slumped energy like feeling tired feeling apathetic uh judgmental disappointed frustrated Those are all lower vibrational energies. So that means that your chi is being basically squashed. It's not thriving. So I have a sneaking suspicion that this particular crew in this office is going to deteriorate very quickly. And thank God Emily called me in, but over time, you know, let's say that Emily wasn't a part of the picture over time, I would give this six months to a year to really start imploding because their old office was very lovely it was located in an older home everybody had you know privacy it was a lot more uh, compartmentalized so like there were sections where people had their own little spaces and um, it was more private feeling and the lighting was softer this new office has very harsh fluorescent lighting it was didn't like it at all So they went from a a space that had an actual like room that you walked into with a kitchen with an actual whole room. It was this beautiful space that had a dining table with these beautiful windows in it, but it was completely private off, you know, down the hall and away from all the offices so that you could go in there and converse with your coworkers and enjoy your meal I have a, a feeling that, you know, people are going to be trying to heat things up and, and making snacks and stuff and people are going to be on the phones and they're going to get shushed, right? And Or people are, they're going to wave their hands like, be quiet, I'm trying to do a, a call with Prudential. <laughs> so the energy is very squashed here. And with so many desks shoved up against the wall, the underwriters are going to start having a lot of issues. And again, that stupid kitchen being completely exposed with no privacy is going to be an issue for them because that energy of work and nutrition, work and eating, those energies don't mix. That's basically a tug of war going on with the energy. So it's awkward feeling. It's exposed feeling. Everybody feels like they're in a fishbowl. Especially with the CEO now over everyone. In in their old office, the CEO was in like the back of the house and nobody ever really saw her. Now that she's sitting in this glass office, she overlooks everyone. And she's literally staring at the backs of these underwriters. So imagine how nerve-wracking it would be if your boss was sitting behind you all day. I mean, hell, your husband or your wife would text you... And you'd look down at your phone and you'd be like, oh my God, my boss is looking at me. That's horrible energy. You don't wanna feel like that. So whether you're at home or you're in an office, if you're feeling like this, this is where you wanna better understand, number one, how you feel, but know that energy can help you. And I'll be offering up adjustments. I'm gonna be talking a lot more about this in the Patreon group. Um, so that I can continue this discussion. But things that you can do whether you're at home or in an actual office to help sustain a calm feeling, make your productivity thrive, and just make you feel comfortable so that you like what you're doing. And if you take nothing else from this, really pay attention to what I mentioned earlier. Simplify, slow down, and take the time to tap into your own truth Because you'll find this juxtaposition of balancing the old and the new is going to be far less stressful as we move forward. It's coming. The new way is working, you know, it's way out, it's it's coming in, but we're just, we're going to have to find ways to kind of balance our autonomy right now and our freedom in order to get more equality, but it's going to be a little bit messy until we get there going to be a little bit bumpy for the next couple of years or so you know as we flush out this old way of thinking and a lot of that is going to be because a lot of these um older people that are in the positions of CEOs and and think all of this is a bunch of hooey we gotta wait for them to retire (laughs) literally we've gotta like flush all this nonsense out but the most important thing is that you always have to consider the energy and then, once you have an understanding of how it's showing up and what it's doing to you, how it's making you feel, then you know you can adjust it. I've done numerous videos and written many articles about shifting the energy around office environments and productivity um, and how you can shift things. It's as simple as that. I mean, just being able to make a couple of small tweaks, you may be in a situation like this and you think, well, <laughs> Amanda, there's, there's no way I can possibly change this. I can't possibly, don't think that way. You absolutely can. I had a very similar situation with a gal a couple of years ago that was in an environment that was very male dominated and it was very chauvinistic and, uh, immaturity. There was a lot of immaturity in the office and, and she thought that, oh my gosh, you know, there's nothing that I can possibly do. I'm going to be stuck in this environment forever, Well, I helped her to adjust the energy in her cubicle, and she didn't see how that was possibly going to help her. And this is the problem with not trusting the universe. The universe has 3,000 options for you, and you often see two and don't think it's an option. But we adjusted her cubicle, and what ended up happening is she got promoted, so she got moved to her own office. So, bye-bye, problem solved, you know, but she didn't see that as an option. So trust the universe. It sees and knows far more than you do. So with that said, I'm still, uh, you know, figuring out how I'm going to proceed with the podcast. My dearest friends still think that I need to continue to offer, you know, some wisdom and guidance to help y'all as you collectively ascend and, and raise in your own consciousness and, you know, uh send out new invitations, so to speak, to better understand the power of feng shui. Um, you know, as more people wake up, I'm finding that, you know, more people are listening to the show. They're they're listening to this ancient wisdom and, and wanting to know more and and finding it helpful. So that's good. Um I've also toyed with the idea of discussing, you know, famous homes that have ended in infamy like uh John Benet Ramsey and O.J. Simpson, but, you know, their floor plans are certainly fascinating, but I don't know that I really want to go into super heavy, super negative things. I want to keep the show positive and uplifting and, and more importantly, helpful. I want to make sure that you leave this show after listening to it, that you feel hopeful and and you feel like, um, you know, wow, I can go off and I can do these things and I can I can make my life better. Um, but I do think it's imperative that you find teachers that Uh, bring a bright light into your life and that are sincere and true. I I may not be that for you. I may be that for you, but even if I can plant a, you know, just a small little tiny seed of curiosity, I think I've done my job. So bear with me as I too figure out, you know, what this looks like for me moving forward and how I'm going to do this show. And Hey, if you've got suggestions on things that you'd like to learn more about, uh, or if there's certain types of things that, you know, you'd like to see on the show, let us know, you know, as of right now I'm doing shows, really only when I'm inspired and I think that you know when I see situations like this office um, I'm putting together a plan for Emily and, and how I'm going to attack this so to speak but seeing spaces like this is such a big reminder to me that we still have a ways to go we still need to wake people up and help them understand the importance of energy and how A space like this, if set up correctly and if we honor the energy, how this firm can really thrive and all of the employees can be extremely happy and clientele can be happy and the business can be um, a positive influence in the community as opposed to ignoring this energy and letting it deteriorate and imploding um, what that could do to the community. So it all comes down to energy and we need to start taking energy more seriously and how it personally affects us. You know, we've been so conditioned to believe that it's all a bunch of hooey and it's a bunch of woo-woo and like we're just so uh, black and white in our thinking. It's like we are so heavily left brain and so analytical that you start talking about, you know, an environment like this and how it can implode very quickly. So many will say, That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. But yet you get into that transcendental energy and you start manipulating things that you can't see, but then you experience the fruits of your labor. That's when you start to realize the power. We have so much more to learn and we have so much more to do to get into the realm of alternative healing. So I encourage you to pay attention to the energy that's around you. I encourage you to pay attention to the things in your life and how you can simplify, how you can slow down and honor that freedom and curiosity because that's where we are headed and that's what we all deserve because guess what? We all are going to have more pleasure in our life. Oh my God, just the word pleasure. Just the word pleasure and joy makes my heart skip a beat. All right, everyone. I hope that you've enjoyed this show today. I'm your host, Amanda Gates. If you want to learn more about the adjustments of the plan that I'm going to put together for Emily, you can head on over to Patreon. I'll be putting all of the information to the group over there and explaining everything to them. And I'll put the Patreon link in the show notes if you want to learn more. Or if you want to schedule a floor plan reading with me, maybe you have an office you want me to take a look at or have a floor plan of yours that you want me to take a look at. Just head on over to the website, gatesinteriordesign.com and hit that online booking tab to schedule an appointment today. All right, everyone, trust the vibe because the energy never lies.